Hello faithful listener and welcome to this small voice podcast. I'm Holly and I'm Darren. This month we'll be bringing you up to date with our thoughts and plans for our humble podcast and later we'll be looking at some of the issues raised by the recent Lucy Letby murder trial and conviction. Yes uh, we're have to say we're approaching this podcast with some trepidation as these are difficult things to discuss and uh, have to be honest a long way from our July podcast uh, remember our light and breezy review of the Barbie movie Uh, anyway I I hope we'll get there and uh, first we have our health check how have you been Darren this month Holly I'm I'm going to give you an answer in three parts see I was once a Baptist I'm going to give you three parts I'm going to do past present and future okay so in the past a the other week, I got to do some teaching at a uh, university uh, supporting uh, maths teachers in training. And that was heaven. That was lovely just to be back doing, doing you know, the doing the stuff that brought you into teaching. Well, doing the teaching that brought you into teaching in the first place. <laughs> See, I've got away with the words. I should be a writer. Uh, the future is that a week on Saturday, God willing, uh, myself and the good Dr. McKinnon will be on a plane going to Orvieto in Italy for two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Aye. And the present is, Holly, I've got the Covids. <laughs> How many times num- is that now? Num- number three. And I've got number Covid. I mean, there's there's probably a moral mixdown and discussion in that and the you know the the, the prevalence of this uh, at the moment that people aren't really talking about. So yeah, I, I was aware that some people had had uh, had COVID and uh, had a bit of a a sore throat and uh, much to my chagrin. Um, yeah, here we go again. So five days government advice uh, and then uh, back you go as long as you're you're feeling okay. It's kind of as simple as that. Yeah, I hope it's easy on you. It's uh, it's been it's been a wee while. It's been just over a year since I I had it, and I'm hope it's, that doesn't mean that it's my turn again soon. We hope not. What about you, Holly? <laughs> How have you been? Oh, so um, this is going to sound a little bit flippant. I'll, I'll I'll start with I'll start with deep deep and meaningful and move towards flippant through the course of my <laughs> my description of my month. Um, uh, last week I was out for uh, coffee with um, a wise person and. Uh, he was uh, encouraging me to reflect on the difference between a um, busy life and a full life. Mm. So I'm trying really hard to keep that at the forefront of my mind and not just moan about the fact that I'm very busy because actually I choose to have a life that is as full as it is and it's probably how I operate at my best. So life is, is full and uh, one of the things that's been filling life this week is that I've had a birthday. So it was my birthday on um, Sunday and uh, a few lovely things happened. Uh, one is that uh, a lady from church um, surreptitiously slipped a bottle of pink fizz into my bag, which is an, an excellent thing to happen at the end of a church service. <laughs> um, and the other is that uh, my wife took me swimming in the sea and uh, it was a, a real uh a real just bit of joy um, at a touch point in an otherwise pretty full, pretty full month. But good, good full, good full. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I won't ask whether or not the uh, bottle of pink fizz was chilled in the sea, Holly. That's that's <laughs> all I'll ask. So, faithful listener, thanks as ever for getting in touch with your thoughts following a recent podcast. Listener Laura thought that we reviewed Barbie the movie a little harshly. 
but by way of contrast, Katrina got in touch to say that she was pleased that we'd review it because it meant that she didn't have to go and see it. Well, I, I see, I would say Katrina still has to go and see it. And we didn't hate it, really. Uh, and Laura gave us lots of reasons why it was probably better than we thought it was. Although my personal trainer, Adam, told me that it was feminism for beginners. So who am I to argue with uh, uh, a young Irish man with opinions? Uh, going uh, back to Katrina, uh, she uh, also enjoyed our most recent podcast, which was Margaret's interviews with members of the Fishy Music team as they celebrate 25 years of catchy and enabling songs for children. Uh, that podcast uh, just dropped a couple of weeks ago, so have a listen if you haven't heard it yet. It's really worth your time. Absolutely. And you will have two songs in your head for the rest of the month, or certainly I have. We do love to hear your feedback, faithful listener, so why not contact us via our website smallvoice.org.uk or on our Facebook page. You can also tweet us at small underscore voice one, but we will in fact soon be leaving the Twitter platform. We'll say more about that later in the show. We mentioned in July that the podcast uh, would be 10 years old in August, uh, and now we are 10. Um, but there's a sadness as we've not been able to share that special anniversary with our friend and fellow small voice presenter Anne. As most of our long-term listeners will know a year ago this month Anne died suddenly and unexpectedly. This is going to sound a cliche but we can't quite believe the time has passed so fast and I think we are still in shock to be honest. It was good to be able to share some tributes to Anne on the podcast after she died and we gathered as a, a wider small voice team later that year, um, so late last year, to um, see our way forward for the podcast. We knew we didn't want to stick to the same format, just without Anne. So we've rested a few elements. We've tried to use what we've learned over the last 10 years to dig a bit deeper into a few topics. It's been shaped and our topic choices have been shaped by where we are just now. Um, including our thinking about faith and doubt, sorrow and loss. And to be fair, we always did that a bit and Anne was very good at being thoughtful and deep. And I think that's part of what we're trying to do now to build on what we did before with Anne because, trust us, the podcast wouldn't be what it is without Anne's care and skill. Absolutely. Um as you know, we're we're planning to uh, speak to some some conversation partners. We've already um, had um, our friend Laura on the podcast uh, to to dig into some issues. Um, Margaret is still out and about, bringing us the small voices that make a big difference, and uh, we really should remember to get that trademarked. <laughs> we're uh, open to new topics. Uh, suggest some to us if you like. Um, we've got a difficult one this month. Um, as we said at the start. In October, uh, we'll give ourselves a wee bit of a break from the news and do a media review. We'll let you know what that is soon, um, so maybe you can have a wee read, watch or listen along um, with us. So, faithful listener, that's where we are now. Thanks for being with us on the journey and we look forward to your continuing company as we travel on in faith, hope and doubt. It's what we do. As we said a short while ago, we're going to be considering some of the issues raised by the recent trial and conviction of Lucy Letby. 
We acknowledge that this is a difficult topic and that this discussion won't be for everyone. If it isn't for you, then we hope to welcome you back um, next month. On the 21st of August this year, Lucy Letby became only the third woman alive to be handed a whole life jail term when she was sentenced for murdering seven babies and trying to kill another six when they were under her care as a nurse on the neonatal unit at the Countess of Chester Hospital in England. Senior doctors on Letby's unit repeatedly raised concerns about her link to a growing number of unexplained deaths. But it wasn't until early July 2016 that her crimes were finally ended. The Court of Appeal judge Lady Justice Thirlwall has now been appointed to lead the statutory public inquiry into the events that took place at the hospital and how they were allowed to happen by senior management. Darren, there's so many things that we could talk about with this story um, and it is just so appalling and sad. Um, But one of the things that um, has struck me is just how interested I got in it. Um, I'm not a true crime person. I'm not someone that... um, that would you know, listen to podcasts about crime. It's just not, I, you know, I can understand that it's some people's cup of tea. It's really not for me. But with this, I I found myself wanting to read quite a lot of information about it. I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to know what she did. I wanted to try to understand why she did it. And I, I was talking to another person today who said that um, she felt kind of the same way, that she got really went a bit down the rabbit hole with with this story and uh, and uh, other people in her family had said that she was um they thought it was a bit she was almost glorifying what Letby did by reading so much about it so I'm I guess I'm, I'm interested in what is it that makes this story so interesting sounds like such a wrong word but what is it that draws people to stories like this because um it is a truly horrible thing to consider but consider it we we must grapple with it i guess yeah i mean i i i didn't really follow the case i mean i I believe the the court case lasted about nine months Mm -hmm. um and i don't know if that was just a, a purposeful looking away on my part i mean I don't know how much the, I don't even know how much this was in the news back in in twenty sixteen twenty. I, I don't know how when I guess at some point Lucy Letby was arrested and then you know there must have been news covering it there, but it wasn't. It just wasn't on my radar, and I think that's because I, I, the, for, for me it's just that I don't really want to go there. Um, I can see that for someone like yourself, you know, a healthcare professional. Maybe that 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 draws you in. I don't know. Is it just that people want to? People want to uh, try and understand or explain why someone did what they did. Um, And of course, it seems um, Lucy Letby herself is is not saying. Yeah. And I I think I must have become aware of it during the trial, but I share a wall, like the next office along to me is... Um, a senior nurse whose most of her career has been spent in paediatric nursing. And she was uh, asking that question, but but a nurse couldn't possibly do that. What sort of person could possibly do that? Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, I I guess, you know, what sort of person Um, could possibly do something like this? 
a pretty ordinary I mean, looking to, it, person. It has happened before. I mean, I believe I don't know. Sorry, I don't know that it's, um, that it was um, babies, but there there was a a nurse in America who was convicted of um, of killing patients. Oh yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean Harold Shipman killed killed his yeah. patients. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know there there have been high profile healthcare professional uh, killers before, and I I think there was a a, a really um, lovely really interesting article by Chenny McDonald in Prospect magazine. And the quote that really stuck out for me in that article was that we really can't believe um, that these things happen because to believe that evil exists renders everything or everyone we know and love at risk of senseless harm. So I think whenever she's almost saying that if it can be someone ordinary in appearance who goes on to, to commit such terrible crimes, that does that make us suspicious of everybody around us um, which is no way to live yeah and and that's a danger isn't it i mean i i was listening to some background to the <clears throat> the, the police investigations and you know i think once you start to hear that um let be was you know uh, listen i'm going to use the word obsessively obsessively look, looking people up on facebook looking up the the families of the babies that she dealt with uh, on Facebook, looking up on birthdays and on Christmas Day, almost in the hope that that they might post something about how upset they are that their baby is. I mean, one, once you start hearing that, you think, okay, this 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 is not right. This is weird. I mean, and and listen, someone could shout at me for saying, "How dare you say weird?" But mind you, then someone might say to me, "No, that this is inhuman." But but the point is, it's not inhuman. No, and and that that has to be a a bottom line for us. And I don't care what the sun says or anyone. Lucy Letby is a human being, and 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 that's scary. I think to believe that that any human being is capable of of evil things is is a challenge. And uh, one of the things that I've been really struck by um, is the coverage where they've they've spoken to some of the doctors that worked with with Letby, mm. some of her colleagues, and uh, that phrase that has been been sort of often yeah. quoted in the media like i couldn't believe it was was not nice once i su not, suspected not nice her lucy. yeah not nice lucy and that there was something about her that um it kind of def deflected suspicion like she just wasn't the kind of person that would would do this and i i have to remind myself sometimes lucy letby's a little bit younger than me um and when these crimes happened um she was in her 20s and i think sometimes we we kind of forget that uh Time has passed uh, in between her um, the crimes and her her trial, and I can't imagine as a doctor getting to the point where I could believe that a nurse in her mid twenties, who was a reasonably newly qualified nurse, uh, was going around killing babies like that. I I can sort of I can put myself into a headspace where I'm like, oh no, yes. no, of course it can't be that. That's that's that's. No, that I'm I must be wrong because that cannot be happening. But if we're talking about the hospital management, which I think we have to at mm. some point, they were faced with the challenge of um, a kind of high, <clears throat> relatively high, you know, th three deaths in a month, where normally you would have three deaths in a year. Now I don't know, you know, from my stats background, I think well, look, that that that's that's noise. That that can happen. That is a possibility. But 
you do have a duty to investigate it. And what is interesting is that they did do the investigation. We'll say more of that, I'm sure, in a minute. But people have pointed out, yeah, if if Lucy was black, you know, would, would, would they have said, would, would they have been so, I don't want to say quick, would they have ultimately dismissed the complaints or, or the concerns about her? I think you know? it, it's comments that I, I've heard from from lots of uh, medical and nursing professionals. We've seen huge um, miscarriages of justice perpetrated against um, healthcare workers from uh, ethnic minority groups. I think the, the highest profile is probably in the last few years was Hadiza Bawar-Garber, who was a, a doctor in training who was absolutely scapegoated for something that happened at a hospital where she worked. And without having done anything wrong was uh, was uh, suspended and then almost struck off uh, with very little evidence. And it, it, it seemed that, you know, that was, she was an, an okay person to scapegoat. And I think we think about, you know, international medical graduates or international nursing graduates. So people who trained outside the UK, um, people for whom I guess it, it, takes less evidence for accusations to stick to because of institutionalized racism. Yeah. Um, and that has been an uncomfortable challenge that's been issued by, uh, by lots of folks. And I think something worth uh, reflecting on um, quite deeply. Uh, the, um, something about this, this bl- blonde young woman was, mm-hmm. was, was why the, there was like a force field around her. Um, and what, what and what do you make of the investigation, Holly? Because I think, but, but let's be honest, but I think both you and I might have had some experience of doing, you know, of nothing on this scale, but of, of you know, having to do what are called investigations or, or, or certainly in my case, an education complaint. Um, and it is rather strange because unless you, bring in an expert investigator, um, you are a little bit at the the mercy of um, <laughs> how much training you get for that sort of thing even. Yeah, and I, I think um, there's, a, there's a few things there. One is, uh, again, about the doctors. Uh, there was some flippant comments made that you know, they, while they're flippant, they have some truth in them. So uh, it's difficult to get a big group of consultant paediatricians to agree on anything and a big group of consultant yeah. paediatricians agreed on this. So I do think there's something about uh, the the level of suspicion that you would have to have had as a physician to believe that a junior nurse was killing babies, you would have to have a very high level of suspicion to even raise that to a manager, mm-hmm. I think, because it's such a big accusation. Um, and you're right. I, I think one of the things that's been um, covered uh, a lot in the media over the last few weeks has been that um, there's not a registration process for senior managers within the NHS. So I'm a registered healthcare professional um, I have a. I'm registered with the General Medical Council. Nurses are, are registered with the the, the Royal College of Nursing. Um, healthcare managers. There isn't necessarily a standardised framework by which they are trained or held accountable for their their actions. Um, and I think it probably is uh, based on the department that you work in, how much support and training you're given about how to deal with something like this. Nobody's ever sat. I'm a senior manager within a healthcare setting. You know, certainly no one's ever sat me down and talked to me about what I would do if somebody accused one of my colleagues of murder. Um, and I, no. I wonder whether that's the the crux of it. 
why were the managers when faced with something so utterly you know that anyone would find it themselves out of their depth having to investigate it why did they not seek external support earlier i i agree i i, I they, they, they did seem to get to a point where the the investigation didn't necessarily exonerate uh let be but said that there wasn't enough uh, well, i'm not sure I, i'm listen i'm probably out of my depth but i think it did say that there were a number of cases that they felt needed to be investigated further uh, maybe some more tests or something like that and it was decided not to do that and it was at that point that we have the the horrific accounts of uh, these uh, paediatricians having to have mediation with uh, Lucy Letby and apologise to her and of course she then took out grievances against them Um People are saying that's you know that, and I know this is this is the NHS in England. But you know, people are saying that's this is this is all about the manager manage. I can't say the word manager. manager. <laughs> no, forget it. I can't say it. It's all about senior managers wanting to avoid reputational damage. You you you, you don't so much. You have an investigation because you need to say that you've had an investigation, and then you simply say, well, there wasn't enough evidence. But I have a feeling that. Um, this inquiry, and goodness knows how long that will take, it is going to be pretty uncomfortable reading for, for some individuals. I, I have to say, I was in the week after Letby's conviction, we had our clinical governance meeting at work. So that's the, the meeting where we review complaints and concerns and um, disciplinary issues with uh, members of clinical staff, that, that kind of thing. And uh, I, I, I kind of mentioned in passing, and I, I think I probably was a bit too... Um, too casual with my with my language but I said to one of our trustees I can see how it happened hmm. and he was like well you know it was he almost said you know but you know that that w in most places that isn't what would happen that um people would would recognize that they, they needed to seek external support I, I I do think there was a specific issue with this hospital and I, I still, I've been reflecting on it since he said it, because I think that's probably partially true. And I like to think that if faced with the same issues a or the same level of suspicion about something, that I would do the right thing. But I I can understand why um, why it that didn't happen, because there's big risks and big... It is a huge thing to say to a person, I think, that you, you, you potentially killed someone. But the idea that she continued to work with vulnerable children while all this was happening is, you know, it, it that seems to be the most basic thing that it 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 wasn't it wasn't treated with the magnitude that it should have been treated with. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't know. I it may, certainly it it is as a manager it's made me uncomfortable, but I think in a good way, as in. I think that if it if you as a manager read about what happened and it makes you feel instinctively uncomfortable, that probably means that the management structures of which you are a part would not allow this to happen. I hope. Yeah, yeah. There is, of course, also the, I guess, the societal reaction to this. And unfortunately, you have the the, the tabloids, you know, having a field day with this this kind of case. There, there was a, a, a flurry of... Um, tabloid outrage because uh, Lucy Letby opted uh, not to attend 
the sentencing, which meant that she didn't hear the the victim statements uh, read out by the families, which I believe are are, are absolutely heartbreaking. Um, now, I, I do think that's a, in a way, yes, that feels like a, a final twist of the knife to the families, but um, I'm not sure what we gain by insisting that someone has to be there. And that just feels like playing to to a baying crowd. Yeah. I, I think it, it does... St- start us I guess along the line of what is the purpose of the criminal justice system so what what in us made us think that we wanted to see that or we wanted to know that that had happened um there's an, an uh, uh, another example that I I have watched as part of a documentary so there was a a man um, called Larry Nasser, who was a U.S. gymnastics um, team doctor, yes, who yeah. um, sexually assaulted a, a huge number of young gymnasts in the states, and in, including some people who are very famous. And uh, as part of his sentencing at trial, every person who wanted to, who was a victim, was allowed to come and tell him to his face what they wanted to say to him and I it, it's available to see it's been the subject of documentaries and you can watch these women tell this man the impact that he had on their lives yeah. and it's a deeply deeply uncomfortable watch but I have to confess that there is also something compelling about it um because it instinctively feels like it's it's fair or it's the right thing to do and i have to say then there's instinct and then there's my better angels because instinctively <laughs> that feels right and it then my conscience kicks in and it's like oh i don't i don't know whether it is and the nuances of this are incredibly complex because you do want to center the victims and their experience but yeah. i i also <laughs> I feel awkward even saying it, but it is trying to find some place for acknowledging the humanity of people who do evil things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the victim statements I can see were brought in. Well, I, I don't know the history of why they were brought in, but I imagine it's so that the families can feel, I've had my say, I... I, I I have been heard. It's not enough. It can never be enough. But I am. I'm going to say this. To me, I'm not sure it really matters if the person is there or not. Whereas in your instance, which sounds to me that 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 is quite shocking to me. But part of me wants to say, okay, so you get to stand in front of him and say exactly what you want to say to him. I think that's absolutely fine. Just please don't put it on camera. Yeah. I think that's, it, I th- that's between between you and them. I think you know? it's the the bit that makes me uncomfortable is that I I have sat and watched it, yeah, and that I didn't turn it off because actually, it, that wasn't my place to to see that. Um, yeah, I, I've I've had conversations with people about it since that trial, and um, I, I think for some people who were also victims of um, childhood sexual abuse, but by obviously not not in not by him. Um, they found there was something oddly cathartic about about watching 
someone else get to do what they wish that they could do um but I, again, I agree with you. I think that um, if that kind of restorative, it, and it probably isn't, trial is probably not the right place for it, but I do think that there's some, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a restorative justice truth commission thing. We're actually having to sit down and have a conversation with victims yeah. of crimes or victims of institutionalized things um, yeah. in the case of like commissions. It, there is probably some value there, but not like this. Um, so, I it is it is tricky. I I've seen uh, there seems to be a bit of a, a backlash against anyone who suggests that we should treat Lucy Letby as a human being. Um, there was a yeah. a thought for the day a couple of weeks ago where um, uh, the person on thought for the day talked about forgiveness of uh, Lucy Letby that it was important she that forgiveness is is what we should aspire to but is is not ours to give that forgiveness of of someone is yeah. is the is the for the victims and and for god um but even for mentioning the word forgiveness and and Lucy Letby's name in the same sentence there was a a, a for in, some people find that incredibly difficult to hear and uh, it is incredibly difficult yeah i think the 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 person, listen, I guess we've all been there with the old thought for the days, you know, couldn't have tiptoed more delicately towards the point um, and even said, I think, it would take a super, superhuman person mm -hmm. to forgive Lucy Letby and certainly I couldn't. But yeah, I went on to talk about, about Lucy is, is not inhuman. Um, it's funny because I find myself... <laughs> Even throughout this, I find myself wanting to say "let be" and not "Lucy," mm. but oh, that's 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 just pathetic, isn't it? Really? Um, yeah. I, I just, this, this is. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you want to listen to that thought for the day, it's um, Catherine Peppinster from the twenty fifth of uh, August. Um, I think is the date, but you, you'll see you'll see it that week if you look on the signs app. Um, I'm interested in what you said about her name. I think Lucy. Lucy is what I would have been called if I'd not been called Holly. And uh, it was a pretty... Me and Lucy Letby are similar ages to each other. It was a very common name for girls uh, of my age. And there's something just so normal about it that it feels like, no, we, we shouldn't do that, which is so odd. Um, I was reflecting a wee yeah. bit on the fact that um, Lucy Letby has become a household name. Um, and as have other serial killers and one of the, the thing the outcomes of that is that they never meet another person for the rest of their lives who doesn't know what they did so um thinking about like doctors and nurses that go into prisons if if that's a the person you're mm. looking after is a household name then you know exactly what what they're convicted of and um it it, it will impact every single interaction with another human being that she ever has um, that need to see her as Letby and not Lucy. And maybe it should. I, I think that's a different question, but it certainly is a, is a challenge. I, I find a, the, the concept of a whole life sentence very challenging um, as a human being. Um, and as a person of faith, I, I don't want to believe that anyone is beyond hope. 
But I also understand yeah. why that would be incredibly difficult for people to hear. Yes, but I think again, in in all of this, you're you're getting into the politics behind that. You know, I I think there there are there are potentially good arguments for victim statements. I think it was brought in as a political decision. Similarly, whole life sentences brought in as a political decision because the tabloids are putting so much pressure on a government. That's that, that's just what I see. No one wants to... It's because it sounds you know, good. It's not because of a sort of yeah. rational policy decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to say, Holly, um, what I found strange about this was in... Because, in, I mean, how do you even summarise this? You know, so even in even trying to put some thoughts together for this, I did maybe... Rashly, stupidly, I, I did go onto Twitter or X, but I'm, look, I'm just going to call it Twitter because um, that's how I like to remember it long after it's gone. Um, and and I I put in uh, Lucy Letby, th- you know, thinking, well, I'll, I'll see what what news there is. And it was interesting because the the most popular tweet. I didn't go for the latest because you know you get you just get any random stuff. But I went for you know the default, which is most popular. And uh, it was someone uh, protesting Lucy Letby's innocence. And I thought, okay, well, you know, takes all kinds. Um, But then I scrolled down. And the second one and the third one and the fourth, you know, it it wasn't all one campaign to free Lucy Letby, but basically I couldn't believe that out of the the top 10, maybe only one was actually a comment on the the Letby case and the other ones were protesting her innocence. Now, having listened to, you know, some background detail to the the convictions, I I am satisfied that, um, you know, as as the phrase goes, beyond reasonable doubt, she, she is guilty. Um, and, and there has been enough evidence for some of of those murders. Um, so, I I am baffled as to why there's such outrage on Twitter, other than simply pointing out that's what this platform has now become. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say this: I did the same thing. And, and did you uh, find the same as me? I or? find exactly the same as you. And yeah. and then I got a bit weird about it because I was like, but what? But why? But why is? And I, I, I think in the same way that I don't understand, I, I cannot understand. And in many ways, I'm glad I cannot understand why Lucy Letby did what she did. I also don't understand people whose knee jerk reaction to reading a couple of articles about a 10-month trial is to instinct to just say, oh no, absolutely, she must be innocent. I've heard 2% of the evidence that was presented and I have decided. Um, it's and a, I'm going a, to make a podcast. About it's it. very, that sort of distru- distrust of of, um, of systems. I um, I, I do find, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I, I, I'm a person who tends to distrust systems and I think having a healthy... Um, healthy cynicism about things is probably a health a healthy way of going through life but to take it to that degree oh, I, I don't know what it says about social media I, I guess I... yeah and I, I've not checked out other platforms I don't know you know 
what you would find elsewhere. Um, I just know that for a while now, it's been sitting uncomfortably with us. Uh, I think as a team, um, the the change from Twitter to X with, uh, you know, people like Donald Trump now being back on Twitter as well. And and you just do think, why, why are we hanging around? And that's why I think we're... Listener, we're we're in a stage of conscious uncoupling. We haven't quite done it yet, but I think we need to to just call time and say for our mental health. Um, you know, we we we're walking away. No disrespect to listeners who who choose to stay on the platform and and fight the good fight, but I think um, yeah, now that and particularly now that the Donald is back, heck, yeah, I think I it certainly for me as an individual, I'm I'm two-thirds of the way there I think I'm, I'm there's I have gained a lot from Twitter over the years and yeah, me too. I am yeah. holding on to it with my fingernails uh and and I, I do think there is a risk that you know, maybe it is a ship I will go down with I, I don't think Twitter's long for this world I I, I think that it, it will end um but I think as a as a podcast I, we can be very clear that what's happening at the moment on on Twitter or X is not in keeping with our values and is not a place that we we want to associate ourselves with anymore. Yeah. We're taking the moral high ground for, for once. For <laughs> once. Aye. Look at us go. We're only a few we're only a few months behind the <laughs> behind everybody else, but we are finally taking a stand. <laughs> Uh, well a faithful listener that's all from us for now we know that there is so much more to say about the topics that we raised on this podcast Uh, so so much more to say i think we we could have kept going for for another hour there Um, and we would love to hear your thoughts yeah um, send them uh, via our website at smallvoice.org.uk or on facebook or email us at the.team at grf.org.uk or you know what the heck one last time drop by twitter at small underscore voice one and say hello to the panda. Or see if the panda is still there. (laughs) So apologies if you miss us. Uh, Thanks for being with us and uh, we'll be back again in October. Cheerio. Cheerio.